again, Ringrats. Hope you're all doing well. Happy February. And uh, February certainly came in with a bang. Chicago Blackhawks organization, and not for the better. My name is Andy Campbell. I'll be your host tonight. Along with my good friends, my buddies from therink.com, we have Eric Andrews is back. Ladies and gentlemen, Sean Fitzgerald and the Bardo uh, as the two regulars. Fellas, what's going on? Eric, how have you been? Doing all right. We've been getting a crazy amount of snow the last couple days here in Indiana. So, yep, just trying to not be buried alive and, you know, not say anything too stupid. But some people don't know how to do that. So, yeah, that's why so we're we've here. heard. So we've heard. Yeah. Shawnee, what's going on, man? Well, you know, back at it. Um, wait, uh, talking about the next, the, the, the most recent or past Blackhawks blunder. So, you know, yeah, you know, again, where my uh, Kyle Beach winning the cup isn't everything support ah, shirt like nice. I did at pre year, and the Philadelphia Phillies maroon. We're gonna we're gonna say it's in honor of Juliana and the P for Phil Tom Philip Thompson and his like questions. It. I think that's awesome. That's awesome. I meant Eric Andrews for the Philip thing. I like it. Bardo, what's new in your world, my friend? How are things? Well, the week started off terrible with my Chiefs um, choking away a uh, oh, yeah. third straight Super Bowl. And then um, Rockwell um, Wirtz said, hold my beer, Chiefs. I yep. can screw up his week even better. Oh, so, yeah. He can top that. He tops yeah. them all for right now. Quick shout out to our sponsors uh, before we get rolling here, or our sponsor for that matter, puckhockey.com. P-U-C-K-H-C-K-Y.com. Feel free to use the discount code THERINK in all caps. 10% off if you spend 100 bucks there. A lot to ask, but uh, at any rate, check it out. They got some good stuff. So, folks, here we are. Another Blackhawks podcast. Another Tough News podcast. Another podcast where we're not talking about anything progressive within an organization. Another podcast where we're talking about you know, a, a franchise that is just stuck in a bygone era and everything that son Danny Wirtz was trying to move forward with and um, do what's right was completely undone, not only by Sean's internet, <laughs> but by Father Rocky Wirtz at the town hall meeting last night who just, I don't know even know where, what we say. I don't know what to say right now who just opened up his, his mouth and I, when questioned about a very, very serious issue about the progression of an organization in lieu of the Kyle Beach scandal, a very easy question, first of all. What are you prepared to do to change your culture? It's a layup that Danny Wirtz was completely ready to answer. Bard, what happened next? Ah, <laughs> uh, wow. Talk about you know, what not to do from a PR perspective. I mean, it, it was just completely a, a derailment of actually something that was going to be very, very positive for the organization. And we weren't expecting miracles to come out of it, but at least we would have had, um, you know, some positive headlines after what we've experienced so far this year. But, um, you know, the, it, it was a disaster. And quite frankly, if, you know, for everyone who saw the, the clip and, um, and, and heard the audio, whatever it is, he flat Rocky words did not even listen to the entire question. I mean, it's like almost like he had 
a preconceived notion of that if anybody brings this up in any sort of way, he was just going to, you know, just lash at them. And I, and I don't know if, if something happened earlier in the day unrelated to this cat peed in the Cheerios, who knows, yeah. but, but he just completely stole the, the headlines, uh, you know, for, for worse, not for better, for worse. He stole the, he, he derailed it. So yeah. I mean, you heard Anson Carter on TNT say, or I don't know if it was Anson Carter. I can't remember if it was him or someone else who said, you know, maybe there's there's something going on between those two. He's got an ax to grind with him. And then Mark Lazarus, you know, on Twitter today was like, no, like I've had great exchanges with him. I have no idea where that came from. He, Eric, uh, were, you just, were you just blown away, Eric? Yeah, I mean, I was watching it live. Like I think probably all of us pretty much were, um, you know, and – I forget who's saying it in our group, but I mean, you could see just the body language of Edzo, Danny, and Jamie just oh, being like, yeah. what is this idiot doing? Like, yeah. what is happening right now? Um, you know, and, and I was saying this in our chat today too, but, you know, for my job, I work in public relations. So, of course, seeing that just made me cringe, um, feeling terrible for everyone else in that organization. Um you know, and I was saying that, you know, an occurrence like this, a very common practice is that someone in PR communications within an organization sits down with the people who are going to be, you know, talking at the event and kind of just go over some things, you know, here's some talking points, here's some, you know, keywords that we want to be using. It was very obvious <coughs> that that happened because you heard Jamie and Danny and even Edzo frequently saying, you know, transparency, accountability, all that. Well, you know, I don't know if Rocky just said, you know, I don't need that. You know, I, I'm not wasting my time preparing for this thing. You know, I'm the owner. I can do whatever I want. I don't need your help. That's probably what happened, if we're going to be honest. And yeah. obviously that uh, that showed to be true. So, yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, we, and we talked about it, you feel bad for Danny and Jamie, you know, I think that yeah. both of them have certainly, you know, done things to be moving the organization forward and trying to learn from this and grow the organization and, you know, restore some trust. And, you know, in my opinion, and I think a lot of other people's opinions, everything that Rocky said, not only put them back to square one, but push them back even farther. So yeah. Yeah, I mean, so, it's just, it's hard to believe that something like that could have even happened. Yeah, by, far so, the, you mean, by far the, you mean 1995, so. Just <laughs> yeah. So I, what, what we're going to do right now is let's actually play the clip and then we're going to go to Shawnee right now, whose hamster wheel is back up and working, um, which is great. Sean's back with his internet. But what we're going to do is we're going to, we're going to play the, the clip for you here, folks. So you got an idea of, uh, of what we're talking about. For those of you that have been, uh, that are actually Blackhawk fans that have been living under a rock of late. Um, we're gonna we're gonna play the actual exchange. This is Mark Lazarus and his question at the town hall uh, to the Blackhawks brass, and uh, you'll hear and see what happens. When I think much of what happened to Kyle Beach stemmed from a a power imbalance between a coach and a player, and the powerlessness of a player in that situation. So, what are the Blackhawks doing? What have the Blackhawks done? What will the Blackhawks do to empower? A player in a similar situation to make sure that doesn't happen again. I'm going to answer the question. Okay. I think the report speaks for itself. The people that were involved are no longer here. 
We're not looking back to 2010. We're looking forward. And we're not going to talk about 2010. I'm not, and I'm not either. And we're not going to talk about what happened. We're moving forward. That is my answer. Now, what's your next question? I can pick up to what we are doing today. I think no, I don't know. That's none of your business. That's none of your business. What we're going to do today is our business. I don't think it's any of your business. Because I don't think it's any of your business. You don't work for the company. If someone in the company asks that question, we'll answer it. And I think you should get on to the next subject. We're not going to talk about Kyle Beach. We're not going to talk about anything that happened. Now we're moving on. What more do I have to say? You want to keep asking the same question? You hear the same answer? Okay, ask the next question. Okay. Sean, what's it like watching that again? It's very cringy. And I paid attention more so to, um, like, I've watched it a couple times, but, like, clearly Danny Wirtz is just, like, he, he's shuffling his hands, like, looking down. Edzo, like, adjusts his jacket. Like, everybody yeah. is visibly uncomfortable with what he's Ed, saying. Edzo's mouth is wide open. Yeah. They're looking at Rocky just in utter ja- disbelief of what's going on. Jamie Faulkner is going pale. Yeah. Like, she's – she's uh, it was it was very 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 bad and like Bardo and everybody said it sets him way back but it also undermines Danny's credibility. That's like, what drives me crazy. Like Danny is the CEO of the Blackhawks. He's him and Jamie. Jamie's the president of business operations. Danny's the CEO. They there's they said earlier in the meeting that Danny's going to have full control of the team. The general manager is going to report to him. Like Danny's going to oversee all of it, and he tries to answer. A question, and mind you, a softball question. It was easy. Yeah, and he Rocky fully prepared. And Rocky shuts him down, and then takes over. And I, um, Mark Lazarus was interviewed by Waddle and Sylvie, which, mm-hmm. for us local Chicago listeners, Waddle and Sylvie rarely to never talk about hockey. Their entire, the majority of their show today was hockey. Right. Because of this this scandal, and they had Mark Lazarus on at four fifteen, and Mark Lazarus basically said like he didn't he doesn't have any beef with Rocky Words. He never he he Mark Lazarus openly admitted it was a softball question, and then after the town hall was over, Danny said, "I really like to talk to you about what we've done. Like yeah. they've actually done stuff to try to be better. Jamie and Danny have done all that stuff, but it's gotten totally lost because Rocky." for whatever reason, thinks he's invincible, untouchable, doesn't have to answer for this, that Kyle Beach in the lawsuits were a nuisance, or maybe, as Lazarus said in his interview, maybe he was upset about the new lawsuits that are coming out that just were revealed today. Yeah, that could very well be. I mean, that that could have been the trigger right there. Yeah. So lawsuits and kind of saying, oh, my gosh, I thought (laughs) we're behind this, and now – I thought this was behind us and now we're going to have to deal with it again. You know what, buddy? Tough shit. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, right. Kind of language. But I mean, and it was very much like I'm a words. I tell you what to do. You don't tell me what to do. Right. You know, the attitude. I mean, and I, oh, I'm sorry, Bardo, go ahead. No, no, no. I was just going to say, you know, like Eric, I also work in PR and, and, you know, one of the things that, you know, we coach clients on, on whatever industry they're in, it's not really about the question. It's about the answer. Um, you know, don't focus necessarily on what the question is. Use the answer as an opportunity. That to me is the key, is that this was an opportunity for them 
to basically deliver a narrative as to where they are going from a culture standpoint and how they are changing things and how they are transforming things. And they, they flat out failed on that. That's a big major F up on their part, major failure. Well, I don't know. And I don't, I don't know how any of you feel about what I'm about to say right now, but I don't, I don't know as, as how much of it is in, is a we versus an I thing here. I mean, I, unfortunately everyone's going to associate the black, the black (laughs) with Rocky work. Um, I mean, this is a, this is a guy who could do no wrong a few years ago who, mm-hmm. you know, would be trotted out on the United Center ice and the place was chanting Rocky like he was Stallone. Mm-hmm. Um, now he should never be out in the United Center in public again um, after that. But it, but to your point, Bart, it, and, and you, um, you know, Shawnee, you mentioned this, Bardo, you, you touched on this as well. You know, Danny Wirtz you know, through this and Jamie Faulkner, I mean, they've actually, they've been catalysts for change within the organization. They've been actually doing a very good job and they're trying to transform this thing. And, uh, you know, as I wrote in my article today, the only mistake I believe that Danny Words has made in this whole thing is inviting dad to the meeting um, and, and, and to make that comment. And it's just such a shame given the work that he's done. And when he tried to interject, dad was just like, Hey, shut up, kid. Yeah. Um, Did anyone Notice the shoes Danny Wirtz was wearing. Those are awesome. Original. Yeah, the, yeah. the was on. 85 Jordans. Yeah, yeah. But the, you know, the black with the red trim. I mean, just straight fire. So, um, you know, one more one more point on this is that, I, I mean, we talked about the reaction of those who were up there on the stage and, and you know, and the, and the journalists and their reaction and all that. But weren't they in front of paying like you're you're kind of your biggest paying customers they're season ticket holders they were invited to this event and this is what they get out of it it was it was right it was pre-scripted questions like this was the easiest thing in the world softball event totally yeah it was literally it was literally to tell them what they were doing and and then he was angry and i'm sure andy will play that clip of philip thompson asking i think ultimately rocky words i think is is He's over the negativity surrounding the franchise. He, right. he wants it to go back to that 2010 through 2015 hockey-related buzz. You know, they were the toast of the town. They were a model organization. Now they're they're honestly looked at as an absolute embarrassment in the city and in the NHL. Sean, you know what they want to do? You know what Rocky just told you what he wanted to do? Sweep it under the rug. And what did yep. they do for the last decade? Swept yeah. it under the rug. That's and exactly the, what they the irony of his statement saying we're not talking about 2010. Three members or two members of the 2010 team are on the GM search committee. Exactly. Yeah. Every night, every promotion night is honoring a member of the 2010 Stanley Cup team. Mm-hmm. So he doesn't want to talk about the bad stuff about 2010. He wants right. to talk about the only the good. No, so he wasn't done. He then launched into Phil Thompson. Poor Phil Thompson, great young reporter. Um, went right after Lazarus, defending Lazarus in a sense, and with a follow-up question, and it didn't stop there. We're going to play this clip, and then we're going to defer to Eric uh, for some more thoughts on this. So give me one tick here while I load this guy up. A little mystified here because uh, during the general block briefing, uh, you guys talked about a change in culture and transparency and demonstrating the, the, the new culture and values um, that are going to protect 
players and protect the organization uh, in the future. And it seems like the, the second that we asked a question about that, um, it, it, it's met with resistance. So I'm going to ask it again. I answered it. No, I don't. I, I answered it. And I told you to get off the subject. You didn't I'm not gonna, we're not going to bring up the report. No, you I'm read not, it. We're not and, asking and, about the report. We're I know asking you're about talking about what the, what the report the was talking about. And I told you we're, we're moving on. Now, I don't like this. I think you're out of line to ask this line future. of questions. Why don't you ask about something else? Why don't you ask about the GM? Okay, search? I will ask Why don't you about, do something else? Okay, I Why will do you ask bring about up old, old business? Some of the some of the uh, season ticket holders that I've talked to said that um, they're having trouble maintaining value on their resale because you know a lot of people. Is that a fact? Are you, are you, I, I didn't I realize you're in our ticket department. Okay, what come I'm on. saying is, Why, come on, could, let's if, talk about all the negative stuff. When I talk about your negative. paper and how people, and what and what the sports page looks like, should I do that? No, these are dedicated. You can't even get our late scores. Rocky, can I finish my my question? They say they want to uh, hold on because they value the Blackhawks, but they want to defray some of the costs. You've seen that uh, attendance has been dipping. Uh, I want to ask why you think it's dipping and what can they do to maintain their value? So when they renew a package, uh, they can defray some of their costs. That's a fair question. Yes, it is. So Jamie can answer that. Yeah, sure, Jamie. Sorry, I just blew up at everybody. The floor is yours. Um, <laughs> Eric, what say you? Yeah, I mean, first of all, um, huge props to Phil for pressing yeah. the issue and, you know, and not letting it just be kind of, you know, that's it. We're not talking about it like how Rocky wanted. Um, you know, and some people might say, well, you know, Mark and Phil were just doing their jobs. Well, maybe that's true, but you know, it still takes a lot of guts to actually do the right thing in that situation, especially for Phil. Um, so, yeah, I mean, huge respect for him for that. Um, and I think everyone is in agreement there. Um, you know, and I was saying this beforehand, especially as a guy who is relatively newer to the Blackhawks beat. You know, it would be one thing if it was someone who'd been on the beat for five, ten years doing that, but someone who hasn't been around all that long doing that. Um, yeah, huge props to him for doing that. But yeah, I mean, it's just, you know, it's almost like that. Well, it did that made it worse because, you know, I think most people, you know, could probably tell that Phil didn't come into the night wanting to talk about that. You know, he clearly had the intention of asking a question about the tickets and attendance and all that which is perfectly, you know, fair and good um, and an important question too. But, you know, it, it's just like, how can you immediately just like jump down his throat? And then of course, Rocky goes even further and is, you know, making comments about the Tribune and everything. And it's just like, man, like you are clueless as to what is happening right now. Um, yeah. One thing I did notice I forget at one point at what point of the video it was, but um, Rocky said something, and <laughs> you can notice Jamie just kind of like laughing, like, "Is this actually happening right now?" Mm -hmm. yeah, and then it regains was, composure. It was right before he threw it to her because I just saw it. Like when he said it, she was like shaking her head, like, <laughs> "Like is he really still talking?" Like, yeah. Well, there was a second time too in the middle of it, but yeah, I mean, it's just. Yeah, all three of them, again, just, like, very uncomfortable when he's talking, obviously. And 
Um, yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't even know what you can say about it anymore. I mean, it's just like, how does how does that happen? I I, I don't know. Edzo had know. the like, I'm trying to see far away, kind of squint, you know, something like that. Slash, I'm on the prices right, and the prize that I'm playing for is a dresser, and you're like, <laughs> that kind of thing. Yeah, I, <laughs> yeah, that's, yeah. I don't. I don't know. I mean, I don't want to just beat a dead horse here, but I mean, it's just, it it's pretty incredible in today's climate that you have uh, owners of professional sports teams behaving like this in lieu of everything, in lieu of, of everything, or perhaps they're, perhaps they're in their organization's faults in a very, very serious matter. And oh, and here's, 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 so here's dismissive. An, yeah. Here's another thing too. I mean, I think it's, you know, I think it's always been fairly clear, but especially now that Rocky really only cares about money and making money. You know, I, I think he clearly doesn't care about people as much as they claim he does. Right. And, you know, for someone that, you know, legitimately has been very successful in the, the business world, you know, not, not only with the Blackhawks, but also with the family's, um, you know, alcohol business, Obviously, he knows a thing or two about making money, and it blows my mind that someone who cares so much about making money could not see, you know, how destructive his comments were. And I don't think he has any idea how much money he just cost himself by a lot, by the things he said last night. Yeah. Well, that's that interesting. That is- but I saw the back page of one of the papers. I think it was the Sun Times uh, that had his his mug on it, you know, talking about the tirade and all that. I, I, I just sat there and I was wondering like, what would have been on the back page? Cause clearly by at that point, you know, it was, it was, you know, in the evening time, they probably had the cover of the paper kind of like figured out. And it's like, all of a sudden this happened. And it's like, Whoa, <laughs> it's like they did a total 180. Yeah. It, like everybody, like there's nothing really good coming out of the black. Like the team stinks. They don't have a general manager. They already had the scandal this year. Nobody goes to the building, and and you just piles onto that that narrative. And yeah. it's 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 all bad. I, I don't understand. Like he keeps he kept saying like ask about something positive. There there is no positives. No, there's nothing positive going like, on. The there's Park. nothing positive about it right now. Yeah, and then, but I, you know, the the only other thing that I can possibly think of of where his head was at and i can't remember which one of you mentioned this maybe it was bardo maybe it was eric but um the idea that today there are additional lawsuits that hit the media that hit the twitter universe and maybe perhaps maybe he was trying to put that conversation to bed before that came up at the town hall to the public before it was you know went into mainstream media that a reporter had gotten wind of it and they were just going to blurt it out and so he wanted to shut that entire conversation down for something that maybe they weren't prepared for. Um, well, the interesting that's, that's the only if, if there's any logic in this at all with his outburst, that's the only thing I can think of. Well, the interesting thing is, is that you have this event. Let's just say Rocky behaves himself. And then it's like this lawsuit comes out or these three new suits, whatever they are. It's like you could also argue, well, was all that fake based on what we just heard? So it, it, we'll never know, but it, it's just interesting how it could have played out potentially. People yeah. would have looked at it as kind of like a big, you know, phony sideshow. Like they would have known. Of course, they knew about the lawsuits. Yeah, but 
Yeah, I agree with you, Bardo. Like, at least questioning that, at least we could have questioned their motives. We know exactly what Rocky's intention was. Yeah. And and one other thing, I think, perhaps, I mean, the, think about it. He's a, a, a CEO. He runs Ward's Beverage. He's in a position of power. How many people actually, like, question his decision-making in any way, shape, or form, regardless of if it's a softball or not? When he thought, he felt he was threatened, and he's probably been in power of some sort his entire life. Of course, he's going to react that way because that's the way he's reacted his entire life. Because nobody can touch him. Yep. So it's, yeah. And um, after that, uh, I think Andy will probably segue to this. I uh, I think Eric brought it up or said something about it. The general manager search. I know Rocky wanted to talk about that, yeah. but Lazarus had mentioned on his interview earlier, and I think Eric had said some stuff about it in our chat that candidates are withdrawing their names from consideration after Rocky's outburst. That is not a surprise whatsoever. If that's true. I mean, I just, why would you want to go work for that organization right now? Who reported that? Uh, Lazarus mentioned that he talked to some people. They may have been long shot candidates, but in Kevin Weeks from NHL.com and the NHL had a statement about it and he was considered uh, in the running for uh, either the general manager or the president of hockey operations that currently doesn't exist right now. Mm-hmm. And it, he took a shot at the Blackhawks last night. So clearly he's not interested in the job anymore. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I mean, this, <laughs> the ramifications of this, I mean, we're not even, we haven't even scratched the surface. I mean, their mm-hmm. entire hiring process for anyone to work within the organization and sales, marketing, PR, Ticket ops. You saw that one guy on Twitter who's like, I work for PR for the Hawks. I just quit. Like, I'm out of here. Like, this is not, I'm not doing this. Mm-hmm. Um, and I mean, and, and you're also, even when you do get your GM candidate, I'm sure you make a few deadline moves, maybe it'll free up a few bucks. This is not a free agent destination anymore. Nope. And who on earth wants to go, you know, play where you, you have no idea that you, the culture is you can't guarantee that you're going to be protected if there's an issue. Or that they're, that they're looking Gretzky the brought player. it up yesterday. Yeah. Gretzky said that very thing. You know, he said, uh, if I'm an, if, if I'm a parent, my 18 year old son right now gets drafted by the Blackhawks, I'm worried about, you know, if they'll be protected by the organization or not, mm-hmm. um, which is an awesome point. So, I mean, he, in a matter of minutes, things went from maybe this organization starting to come back a little bit to rock bottom or, what we thought was rock bottom until GM candidate Peter Schiarelli, uh, I believe how you pronounce his name, was mentioned. Uh, TSN mentioned that Peter Schiarelli is a, a realistic candidate for the general manager job. Um, wow. Eric, uh, I saw you shaking your head. For those of you that don't know Peter Chiarelli, first of all, he was a previous GM of the Boston Bruins and Edmonton Oilers and wore out his welcome very quickly at those places. And uh, Eric, what do you got? Well, I mean, going back to, you know, previous things and tying it into this, I still do have confidence in what Danny and Jamie are doing and trying to do. Absolutely. And, you know, so in that regard, I am at least optimistic that 
a good decision will be made for the general manager. Mm-hmm. And in my opinion, Peter Shirelli is 110% not a good decision for the general manager. Um, you know, I think again, that's kind of just taking a step backward, you know, not only on the ice, but off the ice, you know, it's a, another retread of the old boys club. Right. And, you know, obviously, um, he hasn't had much to show for in his, in his work over the last few years. So yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm a strong believer in the fact that they need to get actual fresh eyes on this and try to move forward rather than fix things or do things Mm -hmm. the old way or whatever, you know, you want to call it, you know, whether that means Kyle Davidson has the interim tag removed I'm fine with that. I don't have a problem with that. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I think there's something, you know, for bringing someone from completely outside in. But Peter Shirelli is not that person. Bardo, what's the one one thing that's interesting is that um, Shirelli started his career uh, in Ottawa in in the front office. He was an agent before that. And Mm -hmm. I I believe it was 99 that that happened. And um, that was the time where Hosa was there. Right. There's an interesting connection there. So I wonder, you know, how that's going to kind of play itself out. But yeah, I mean, to me, this is like a, a recycled GM who, you know, had tremendous talent up front and, and, you know, made obvious draft picks, you know, with Connor McDavid among others. And, um, in Edmonton, but couldn't build a team. And, you know, yeah, he built a Stanley Cup team. We'll give him credit for that in Boston. He also had, you know, Jeff um, uh, Gorton, the guy who just got the Montreal job and formerly with the Rangers um, by his side. Um, so he gets credit for that. But, you know, terrible job in Edmonton, even though he had the best players in the league, you know, between uh, Dreisaitl and, uh, and um, McDavid. So to me, it's just not an exciting hire. It's like basically hiring Jim Lefevre for the 80 millionth time as a manager in baseball. I mean, it's just it's <laughs> not exciting. It's just okay, fine. Yeah. What do you What do you think, Shawnee? Yeah. Um, Peter Shirelli is famous for trading Tyler Sagan yep. for Louis Erickson. Yeah. Um, he traded Adam Larson, or he traded. Um, was it Nugent Hopkins? Taylor no, Hall. Taylor, Taylor Hall for Adam Larson straight up. Yep. I believe he signed a goalie. I can't remember. He gave some goalie an exorbitant amount of money and was fired that day. Cam Talbot. Yep. Cam Talbot. So he also, everywhere he's been, he really hasn't built anything. Like him and Gorton built the Bruins. He didn't really do much with Edmonton. His, his judgment on returns for trades clearly isn't good. And he's, he's an old, like, he's part of the old boys club. Like everybody said, he's, he's been around the league. He knows what hockey culture quote unquote is. I think if you're Danny Wirtz and Jamie Faulkner, from what I've read about the process and what they're doing and how they're reaching out to, they reached out to the Cubs and talked to Jed Hoyer uh, because Jamie's husband works as executive VP of marketing for the Cubs. So they're picking their brains on stuff like that. They've got the search. I think picking him is go is going backwards even farther. Right. The only the only issue I have though, the only the only caveat to Shirelli I'd say is is Shirelli 
the best of what's left. Like how many people have, like, I think there was reports that um, people, um, other organizations aren't letting some of their people interview. Yep. So, so that limits the talent pool. Right. Um, so maybe Shirelli is like all they can get, which is yeah. sad. It, it's very sad. It, it is. And, and if that's the case, then Kyle Davidson should be your GM. Yeah. I mean, if that's, if you're saying this is all we can do, I mean, I don't, you know, he was responsible for that mega contract for Milan Lucic in oh, Edmonton yeah. after he left Boston, which was just an outrageous contract. Um, Lucic, who's having a pretty good year in Calgary now, but his Edmonton years were not great. Uh, Nathan Horton, he let walk right after 2013 to the Columbus Blue Jackets. So if, you know, those of you that were on the podcast last week that were saying, oh, man, the Taves and Kane might just walk out the door. Well, if Shirelli's in charge, we might just see that. You know, lost Nathan Horton from nothing when the Bruins were right there with the 2013 Blackhawks. I mean, they yeah. were. I mean, that series had everything. The, uh, the, it was going to game seven. Yeah. Had that fluke play, those fluke two goals have not been scored. Yeah. I mean, the Bruins were up 2-1 in that series with game four in Boston. And that game went into overtime and Seabrook ended it. Boston scores that goal, you know, 3-1 Bruins and big trouble for the Blackhawks. So, you know, that team really fell apart and, you know, it, it – you know, until Sweeney took over and mended it for another run in 2019, they were out of playoff contention um, in 2015 and 16. So this is not a good idea. I think we've, we've kind of cemented that. And, um, you know, I'll just reiterate what I just said. If, if this is it, Shawnee, if what you're saying is true, like this is kind of the, the last straw or the last candidate with any sort of credibility to it, you either appoint Kyle Davidson, permanent GM, or you call up Mike Smith and see if Alexei Zamnov still wants to play. So, um, you know, those those are your options. Uh, the other game I'm waiting to hear, who I think is still is available, is Mike Gillis. I have a feeling that that okay. name is going to come up. That might come up. All right, that's nice. Now, if Gate would Gate would be yelling Mark Hunter. You know, yep. he, he's still available. I mean, I don't yep. think. Uh, I think he. I think he'd leave the OHL to get a shot, another bite at the apple in the NHL. Uh, um, isn't, can, he, isn't he in Toronto right now doing something though? No, he was in Toronto. I thought he went back to the London Knights. I think he went to London. Yeah, I think he went back, back, to London. back in London. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Gotcha. Um, as long as we don't hire anybody who was recently running the Minnesota Wild, I think we can't get much worse than. Uh, I mean, Shirelli is pretty bad, but if we hire anybody who's running the Minnesota Wild, yeesh, yeah. previously to this current regime. Right. So. At any rate, um, there's no good news coming out of Chicago, folks. There's no joy in Mudville. Hey, there is some joy. Uh, Kendall Coyle. Oh, yeah. Kendall scored Coyle. a goal today. And the, uh, I believe team U- the women's team USA won 5-1 to one today. Yep. Awesome. Graduate of the Berkshire School, pride of Northeastern University. Kendall Coyle, way to go. I think she is a member of the Blackhawks, too. Blackhawks front office, great. Yep. She is. Yep, she's awesome. And she flies. Rockets yeah. on her feet. That's for so, sure. Uh, that's something. That let's give somebody a little positive. Yeah, something. we'll give something out there. You know, <laughs> something out there in the Chicago hockey world. So, um, at any rate, guys, uh, any closing thoughts? We're doing a brief one tonight. A little bit of a lightning round. We just wanted to make sure that we're keeping our our faithful fans plugged into everything that's going on uh, with our not really beloved anymore Blackhawks. Uh, 
rapidly becoming the team we love to hate. And uh, maybe a couple of years from now, we'll be singing a, a different tune. But boy, it's a uh, it's been a rocky road, pun intended. Mm. <laughs> yeah, it's been it's been tough. Any final thoughts, fellas? Shout outs. Eric uh, has got my prospects piece that I've been talking about scheduled for tomorrow morning. So awesome. that'll be out there. Looking forward to it. Everyone yep. look out for Shawnee's prospect piece. Um, for those coming at me about my Kirby doc comments, I'm ready. Um, <laughs> Bardo, anything? I got nothing. Okay. This, this week has kicked my ass in between the Chiefs and now the Blackhawks. Yeah, oh. now you're weak. Yeah, I need baseball right. season. And you might lose Eric Bieniemy to the Saints. He's going to interview with them. That's fine. I'm, as long as they don't lose Reed, I'm, I'm totally fine with that. There you go. Eric, final plugs, final thoughts? Uh, not too much more to say. I mean, I guess one other thing I might say is, you know, to your point of is Shirelli the, the best of what's available? Um, you know, if, if he is, then just wait until the offseason. Like, I don't know why they all of the sudden have this urgency to fill the spot. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's like if if there's really no one available that is the right answer, just wait. And like what Sean was saying, you know, if there are, um, you know, people in other organizations where the team didn't want to let them go prior to the deadline, um, you know, okay, that's fine. Just wait. Just, you know, cast a wider net, see right. what happens. You know, it, it's not going to be a, you know, a worse pool of candidates than it is now. Yeah. So uh, just one other, one other thing to say there, yeah. but. Yeah. If, if, if he's the candidate, if he's the only candidate left, what's the hurry? I mean, yeah. I don't know. I'll let let David, see what Davidson can do. What if Davidson pulls a few rabbits out of the hat and then you, and then you got your guy, right? Yeah. Elliot Friedman said that uh, Theo Epstein could be brought in. Uh, I think I mentioned that kind of in a joking, half-hearted way a couple weeks ago. But Elliot Friedman, at least uh, he'd be another guy with front office experience, not hockey necessarily, but um, the best leaders and stuff like that don't don't necessarily need to know. He froze. (laughs) <laughs> no well if if theo epstein again i i love the idea i don't believe it um you know what would I he think, be as an advisor that's the question i mean as an I, advisor no as an advisor it'd be great i mean i don't i just don't know why theo epstein would touch this right now <laughs> i mean I don't, yeah i mean well, I, I think don't. what i think i, I know what sean is referring to and i think that report elliot was just saying that they were going to look into you know getting theo's insight not that they were gonna be considering him for the gm job right which that's fine right so no i mean yeah i yeah it'd be great to have theo epstein on board welcome back sean 2.0 yeah but uh yeah, I guess we'll see. I still think Theo Epstein could be the next commissioner of Major League Baseball. Oh, for sure. He's probably just going to be a consultant and just yeah, tell him what they uh, tell him what he did to building his front office and what he looked for in people and stuff like that. Which is, you know, that's what they uh, that's what they have uh, uh, sportology there for too. 
Yeah. Um, because they work with the 49ers, the LA uh, MLS team, and one other one. Hmm. Somebody else who had a scandal. They helped um, reorganize their front office. So. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, folks, uh, thank you, those listeners who are here tonight. Thank you, fellas, for jumping on in an impromptu uh, fashion, considering last night's historic and uh, now infamous and notorious events in another chapter of the saga of the team known as the Chicago Blackhawks. So, um, yeah, my colleagues, Andy Campbell. Thank you, Eric. Thank you, Tony. Thank you, the Bard. Everyone have a great night. And uh, we'll be back again at some point to talk more Hawks and to talk more NHL. Take care, everybody.